What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome to another uh, Mitchell J. Backus Live segment. I'm truly excited to have you back. You know, uh, for those that are listening to us on the Anchor app, you know, it's always exciting to, you know, uh, have you a part of the Mitchell J., another Mitchell J. Backus Live. Um, We wanted to do something a little more exciting today. Well, different. Let me not say exciting. All of our episodes are exciting. Uh, But today is more of a... um, a Mitchell J. Back is live pick. And the reason why I say that is because, um, you know, for those that know, I'm, you know, one of the co-hosts on the One Recourse Radio podcast. And uh, th- this episode that we're going to launch today is so exciting, but I'm not on it. <laughs> Typically, when you have Mitchell J. Back is uh, live uh, content, it's usually stuff that I'm on. But this one, I particularly wasn't on, but I felt it was so... Uh, such a great episode that you should have an opportunity uh, to get this information. The reason why I say that is because most most people that follow me, you typically yeah you have a business, you have a brand, or you have some type of uh, movement that you're looking to build. And a lot of times that takes funds. Uh, today we want to have a gentleman who uh, knows funding very well. And the reason why I say that is because he's in the process or was in the process at the time and launching a, a beverage line and was raising his first, uh, $1 million, uh, seed, um, you know, seed money to run the operation. Now, I don't know if you've ran into a million dollars. I don't know if you make a million dollars. I don't know if your business is worth a million dollars or whoever you are, wherever you're at, uh, conjuring up or getting that type of dollar amount is no short feat. So I wanted you to get an opportunity to listen to somebody who's done it. Somebody that understands what it's like to have a lot of high net worth people or people as a whole to believe in a concept and an idea and what that journey, what that process looks like. So let's go right ahead and listen into this episode uh, with Mr. Oscar Chow. And, uh, you know, I hope that the information that's being shared with you, this conversation between my co-host, Mr. Dennis Buchanan of uh, One Recourse and also of the One Recourse Radio Podcast. And let's not forget the Long Island Gaming League. But in addition to that, um, you know, you'll hear from a gentleman who's well accomplished in, in launching businesses, managing businesses, and raising money for businesses. So let's go right ahead and get right into it. And I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're tuned into the One Recourse Business Entertainment Podcast, number one source for business entertainment. And I am your host, Mr. Dennis Buchanan. And today we do not have my co host, Mr. Mitchell Backus. So sorry, everybody. It's all right. We can deal without him. But we do have a wonderful guest who's going to be part of our Diary of an Entrepreneur segment, which happens to be one of my favorite segments because we really get to dive in deep, speak to some of the entrepreneurs and get to know what they have going on, what they plan on doing. And we always have them come back as a returning guest. So without further ado, I would like to introduce our guest, Mr. Oscar Chow. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, that's correct. Oscar Chow. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for being a guest on the show and um, getting ready to tell our listeners a little bit more about what you do, where you're from, and what your company is all about. So why don't we start there with, tell us a little bit about your company. Absolutely. So uh, my name is Oscar Chow. I, uh, I run a beverage company. I'm the CEO of Enclave Beverage Group, or it goes short for Enbev, E-N-B-E-V. And we're positioned as a total beverage company, meaning that we want to offer consumers a variety of different products across uh, uh uh, across the entire product portfolio. So right now we offer um, an alcoholic product and a non-alcoholic product. Um, but our hope is um, in the coming years that we're able to uh, bring uh, other products like coffee, teas, whiskey, scotch, vodka, etc., cetera, uh, to the market as well. Okay, okay. So you guys are looking to really uh, get all into the quench your thirst type of atmosphere. <laughs> you know, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, you know my my background. I uh, I was uh, I was with Red Bull for 13 years, okay. and I met I managed quite a bit of their business up and down the East Coast. I actually started my career with Red Bull 
in Philadelphia and then went on to manage markets such as Maryland, D.C., Virginia, and New York before I left to focus on my company full time. And, uh, you know, part of my role at the company was also to recognize opportunities and trends in the market. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like other people in their professional career, they do the same thing. But at a point in time in your professional career, you have the opportunity to say, hmm, you know, there, there, there are some things happening. And, you know, maybe I might be able to take advantage of some of these things. And, you know, I went on a leap of faith and, and moved forward. And here I am now, uh, essentially a few years later, um, into my entrepreneurial pursuit. Well, good for you, man. Good for you. So, um, thank you. So why don't you uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, your products, you know, specifically the ones you kind of have going on right now. Absolutely. So we we have two initial products. Um, we have an economical alcohol. So it's an affordable alcohol. It's called IV, E-Y-E-Z. And it comes in, it comes in uh, two variations. The first variation is uh, a, a wine cocktail that comes in a reposable pouch. And the second variation, which is being launched this year, is a flavored malt bear that comes in a reclosable can. Mm. So flavored malt bears are similar to like, you know, um, your, your Bud Light Margaritas of the world, your Sparks of the world, your Flor Locos. Um, so it plays in that space. And when you walk into a 7-Eleven or one of these keeping your stores next uh, later this year, you'll see a, a reclosable can of ivy shell. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, yes. um, we have a non-alcoholic product. It's a premium water brand. We haven't disclosed the name yet for multiple reasons, but um, it's a premium water brand. It's we're taking a fresh approach to the market with a contemporary new design. Um, we have a sleek all-white bottle, which is our still water. Okay. And then we have an all we have an all-black bottle, which is our sparkling variation. Um, and we we've received so much interest and support already. We already have some notable partnerships that will be allowed that will be will will be announcing in the coming months, mm-hmm. including a major. Um, a major Formula One partnership uh, with a with a driver, which has not been disclosed yet, but we're really excited about it. So, just to give you an idea that um, you know we're serious about the things that we're doing, and we have partners that believe in our plan or, or, and are going to be supporting um, our products very heavily in the coming years. Wow, man, that's awesome! So, you guys are definitely making some major moves, and um, clearly. Your background, you're able to leverage that to, uh, you know, it appears to exponentially, you know, grow your company and, uh, you know, to make moves in the industry which you're in. Because I can only assume that the beverage industry is quite competitive. So, you know, congratulations. Oh, absolutely. Got going on. Thank you. Yeah. And when you say about, you know, like a supportive background, um, you know, I have advisors, I have a group of advisors. some of your listeners may recognize some of them. So, for instance, um, Circle Talent Agency, uh, is a, there's a gentleman that works at Circle Talent Agency named Ben Hogan, who's actually one of my advisors right now. But they manage over 200 internationally renowned musicians, DJs, and overall amazing artists. And, you know, some of these guys, they play in front of crowds with like over 100,000 people. You know, and uh, I had access to that network. Um, and then also, I'm sure you've heard of Afropunk Festival in New York City yep. um, uh, that happens in Brooklyn. Yeah, the founders, um, uh, they're on board as advisors as well. I've known them for a number of years. I've done business with them. And, um, you know, the, the breadth of connections, the support network that they're bringing to the table, um, and even just making sure that, you know, our water brand is positioned to be um, as inclusive and as supportive of the global community. They're really helping to shape that thought process. Um, so yeah, I know that my, my, my professional background and my relationships are, 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 really, uh, are really supportive and it means a lot to me. 907delivery.com, your online mall that delivers. We specialize in delivering groceries, 
food from your favorite restaurants, flowers, CBD, and pretty much anything you would find in your local mall straight to your home or office 24 hours a day. Convenience on wheels. We deliver for many great restaurants like Denny's, Red Robin, Village Inn, and grocery stores like Red Apple Market and JJ Foods. You can order anytime, anywhere. We pick up just about anything through our pickup service option on our website or app. Visit 907delivery.com to download our delivery apps today. Yeah, that, that's really cool. You know, it, it's never like it's never like having uh, good friends and family that are connected can kind of really help you and get behind you. I've always noticed when you're trying to build something, definitely is a differentiator uh, with that success. But you did mention some people who were in the music industry. Is or can you explain why you got into the music space with Ivy? Is I'm assuming that's one of the reasons, but are there other reasons? Yeah, so one of the primary, when, when I look at brands and successful brands, what they do best is they create an emotional connection with consumers, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, Red Bull, um, one, of the re- one of the reasons Red Bull is so successful is because Red Bull has empowered people to really follow their dreams, so to um, empower their body and mind, essentially, right? And um, in a way, IV playing in the music festival space, plays in a space where consumers feel most alive, right. where um, you know they're able to interact with artists that they listen to at home, that um, you know brings out the emotions of happiness, sadness, joy, and um, they do it in a space where uh, they create the most memorable moments of their life, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, Ivy's position that space naturally um, because that's what we want is we want to be a part of those memorable moments in, in people's lives. So it's a brand that um, it, it's a brand that's fun, that's engaging, um, and I believe will be a serious contender in the flavored malt beer category in the years to come. Uh, and and the, the plan that we have right now when our reclosable can launches, we'll have prominent DJs directly on the face of the can. So, you know, you'll see imagery built into the can design, which helps to um, elevate the brand status in that music world. Wow. That's that's really great because I, when I'm, as I'm hearing you speak and uh, sure some of our listeners who are quite music lovers, uh, I know Mitch, who might get on later, He's a big music lover, and one of the mm-hmm. things that music does do, and I see that it appears you're relating the Ivy brand um, in some comparison, is that it does capture that emotion. So it's like when people go to their favorite concert or if they happen to see their favorite DJ on their one of their favorite brands that they like to drink and drink, it sticks with them. So that's quite genius positioning uh, for the IV brand and, you know, longevity, in my opinion, you know, just from oh, background. Yeah. Business, I think that's really brilliant. And even from like a practical approach, you yeah. know, it comes in a reclose, it comes in a reclosable pouch, which you can find in um, stores right now, but uh-huh. the primary place where we sell our reclosable pouch is on festival grounds. Right. And if, if you look at it, different, if you look at it from a practical standpoint, if you go to a bar at a festival, um, you know, you're dancing, you're having a great time, you're going back into uh, the crowd. If you're holding a cup of alcohol or a, a beverage that comes in a cup, you're going to spill it. And you're going to be less likely, you're going to be less likely to go back and actually purchase more. Right. Um, our, our consumers now have a convenient reclosable drink that they can carry with them on the festival ground. And they don't have to worry about spilling it. You know, and our the concessionaires that sell it, they're able to sell. Um, it's very convenient. They don't have yeah. to worry about pouring. They don't have to worry about pouring uh, the product, and it sells extremely well. Uh, we had an event in New York last year, and uh, we sold out in less than an hour. Oh. You know, over over a thousand units in less than an hour, and our wow. concessionaire was like, "Wow!" Because <laughs> they were very impressed. <laughs> oh man, you know, it, it's it's making me think about memories because I'm. Never really thought about it in that way, but there's many been many times where I've gone to an event or somebody bump into me and I spill my drink or it falls on the floor or it was kind of like that problem you really didn't know there was a solution for until kind of now. Yeah. So uh, 
That's uh, that's pretty cool, <laughs> man. Because because I definitely know that feeling when I'm out there and partying, having a good time, and stuff just spills all over me. It's just like, all right, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> well, if, I, if, if you can entertain me for a second, yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. We talked about, talk about IV in the music space, but our water brand, you know, it's it's a it's a very sophisticated. Um, uh, in our opinion, it's a brand that's positioned in the fashion. Um, it's in the it's position in the beauty, but it's also coming from a very um, uh, thoughtful and, and loving place. Okay. And for me, when I was creating this brand, it represents not where we are in society, but rather where we're going. Okay. And you know, when I look at you know our children, um, for a lot of people's children, you know, the first time they're able to hand down generational wealth. Right to their kids, uh, it's a brand that represents that that represents inclus- um, inclusiveness um, in a very in a very thoughtful and beautiful way. And um, I think you'd be very surprised how the things that we have lined up from a marketing perspective. Yes. But just th- when people see the bottle, um, how much it's going to resonate immediately. Uh, you know, we spent over two years developing the brand. Wow. And I would walk in stores with the bottle and I would speak to consumers, not hundreds of consumers. And, you know, I, I when you control for cost, if I put the bottle in front of a consumer and I say these two bottles are the exact same height, they're the exact same price, yeah. right? Which which one do you which one do you reach for? And overwhelmingly consumers are like, I want that. That's beautiful. Right. right. And that's with nothing that's with nothing behind it. That's with no one knowing the name, no one knowing how the brand is positioned, just strictly off of how it looks. So imagine once we roll everything else out, the comprehensive marketing, the, the, the position of the brand, um, the, the marketing, everything, people, I, I think they'll really love. It's a brand for the future, essentially. It's just another extension of your overall portfolio. Uh, that you've already kind of got going on that you've been successful with. So we, I do look highly forward to uh, when you're able to release, you know, your water product that uh, will be coming out. And when was that coming out again? When are you looking to uh, anticipate the drop of that? So, well, we're we're aiming for April slash May. Um, okay. As you know, we're we're going for our second fundraise right now. Yes. And it, it everything is everything is based on how quickly we can we can close this fundraise. So our, our goal is to raise one million dollars in the coming weeks, right? Um, and in order to get the, in order to meet our, our aggressive timeline. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're able to do that, April slash May. Um, if we're not able to do that in time, then we'll of course have to respect the timeline of it. This is Leslie Juvenicare, Chief Happiness Officer at Leslie Inc. When I'm not helping business leaders find their state of happiness, I'm listening to One Recourse Radio Podcast, the number one resource for business entertainment. Okay. And how's the funding process been so far for you? Uh, well, we just started less than two weeks ago. Okay. Um, for anyone that's listening, they can take a look at the website. Uh, we're going through WeFunder dot com backslash nbev so w e f u n d e r dot com backslash e n b e v so um, WeFunder is a platform that allows anyone to invest internationally in companies right so you have mm. these massive investors of the world that you know accredited investors and you may be a little guy, you know, you may have a hundred dollars in your pocket, two hundred fifty dollars. You know, like I've always wanted to be a investor. WeFunder allows me the opportunity to do that. Right. right. Um, so now, how is it going? It's a process. You know, this is my second time. This is my second time doing it. Um, my first round, I I raised one hundred ten thousand dollars from various investors, from uh, private people, from Apple, Google, Uber, Goldman Sachs. Um, but it was a process. It's a learning. It's, a, it's something you, you really don't fully understand until you actually start doing it. Right, right, right. right. And um, uh, it's a combination of tapping into your existing network, so your friends, your family, your colleagues. Um, it's being able to uh, uh, network with venture capitalists. Um, the people in Silicon Valley, people that are interested in food and beverage, food tech, and uh, just really expand yourself. Um, like in, in this case, where I'm, I'm on your show, 
yeah. and I'm raising awareness about my company, all these things matter. You know, yet you can't leave any stone unturned. So we're only two weeks in, but we're having a lot of great conversations. I think that uh, a lot of people are quite interested in our vision, mm-hmm. and um, to them, they're like, it makes sense, and um, I appreciate that they're taking a bet on me. You know, so. Right. Well, and and um, you know, like I said, just from hearing you speak and, and seeing and doing some research about your product, there's a, there's things when you do. It's like okay, you're taking a bet. But your strategy thus far, your execution of what you're doing and the thought process behind it, it's almost like, you know, it's still anything. Nothing is promised. Nothing is guaranteed. But you've done it been very successful with making it a comfortable idea to invest my money behind uh, to want to see the success. Because clearly you, you've really thought out um, a lot of what you're doing. It had success thus far, so you know, kudos to your company for the first round of fundraising. And, and, and thank you, I, I I really appreciate that. I, yeah. I believe there was a Steve there's a Steve Jobs quote where he was like, um, when he's looking at competitors, it's not about um, doing it better; it's about how can I do it differently, right? right? Mm-hmm. And when you know you see a lot of beverage products in the market, one of the things that I realized early on is that when by having just one product on one side of the economic spectrum, something that's affordable, it, it opened up the company's risk. It limited my ability to pursue revenue streams. It limited my ability to, um, to maximize our growth, right? So mm-hmm. I realized early on that in order for me to, to minimize that risk, I had to balance out the company by offering something on the other side of the economic spectrum, something more premium, a little bit more high end, because yes. it opens up exactly more revenue streams. So if the company can pursue those things, both of those things efficiently at the same time, we're building relationships with one distributor, um, with one network that's selling multiple products. Um, and it, wow. it, everyone wins and it reduces risk overall. So yeah, we, we took a lot of time trying to figure out our strategy. That makes sense. So. With the funds that you guys are raising, what do you kind of what's kind of the game plan for those funds for the second round? What are you looking to do with it? Well, first of all, it would be um, to bring on our staff full time. You know, I have a lot of amazing people that work for me, but they're also employed full time at other companies, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can't. Um, I can't have someone leave their job full time if I'm not able to at least take care of themselves. Offer something to take care of them in their personal life. Right. You know, so um, I got to be able to hire uh, my full time staff. Then there is, um, you know, our production runs with the products, supporting our distributors, um, and overall marketing our products more aggressively. Uh, we have a lot of great opportunities that we left on the table in 2017. A lot of importers were interested in IV. You know, I had importers from uh, Russia, from UAE, from India, from Italy that have called me about um, IV. I've had a number of conversations with them. But one thing I learned about business is saying, uh, saying yes to every opportunity is just as bad as having no opportunity at all. Because you spread yourself... You, you spread yourself thin very quickly, right? I, I barely had the resources to support the two distributors I have right now, the one in New York and the one in uh, Canada. So you have to sometimes take strategic uh, take a strategic decision and say, you know what, not yet. Right. They're still there. They're still interested. But let's say I went and I, and I, I pursued um, I, I pursued uh, with my importer in UAE. He's a massive importer. And if I jeopardize my relationship with him, I jeopardize a potential long-term relationship and can't rebuild. Right. Right? So um, the funds we put um, towards really building the business, getting us ready to scale. Mm-hmm. And what we want to do is pursue an equity round in 2019, 2020 that will allow big companies like the Coca-Cola's of the world, the Dr. Pepper Snapple groups of the world to come and say, you know what? I like what this young company is doing. Let's throw in a 10. Let's throw in a 20 to, to get it to the next level. You know? So that that's our that's our goal for uh, this next round of funding. Wow. Nice. Nice. 
Are you considering buying or selling a home in the Nassau or Suffolk County market? Do you feel a home is your safe haven and your castle? If so, then you deserve top-notch service. It's time to work with someone familiar with the Long Island market. Please consider me as your qualified and experienced professional to guide you through. Please contact me today, and I will be your high-end luxury real estate broker in Nassau and Suffolk County. Sharon Dinkins, licensed associate broker. To learn more about my luxury listings, call 631-941-4111, extension 381 for the office. So, and then, you know, to dig into it, so your next round of funding, so maybe let's say three to five years, um, how do you plan on growing the brand or, you know, are you going to scale it? Um, what's kind of your, your goals for that, your growth strategy? So, so our water has, in our opinion, been designed from day one to evolve in such a way that it will cost the consumers more than just a basic water product. Mm -hmm. So the water industry right now, the bottled water industry, is projected to grow $280 billion in 2020, right? Oof. So I, I knew that over two years ago. So I started... All right, how do I tap into that? How do I create a, a water product that can compete? And that's what you see right now with the documents that I sent over to you. Yes. Um, now, that water product needs to have a healthy life cycle, right? Um, and what you see is you see a lot of companies that are reactive to the market. They see something happening. They're like, okay, what are we going to do about it? Right? Mm -hmm. I already know what's happening in the market, so I'm saying to my team, how do we be proactive against it? So for instance, you know, we have our still, we have our sparkling. Next year, that sparkling will evolve into a flavored, lightly flavored um, option, like like lime, like lemon, lemon flavored uh, sparkling water, right? Okay. Um, which will then also evolve in the following year into premium organic juices, um, and then evolve eventually into a, a mass consumption option, which we're, we're keeping close to the chest. Right. But when you talk about three to five years, where is the company going? The brand, those brands will continue to evolve. We'll continue to offer more consumption op options for consumers. And when we start making as a company capital investments, meaning when we start securing our own manufacturing equipment, when we start securing our own facilities, then you're now producing, now you're producing products on a mass scale. You're bringing down your costs. You're increasing your gross profit margin and you're, you're now, you're really competing in the market. Um, and that's just one product. Right. You know, if you look at, if, if anyone that's listening goes on the wefunder.com backslash NDEVS website, they'll see our product development plan. You know, you'll mm -hmm. see our, our plans for like our whiskeys, our scotches, our, um, our rose and our champagne. You know, these are things that we've been thinking about for years. We see opportunities in those markets, and we're going to pursue those opportunities and, do those oppor and, and pursue those things correctly. But you can't do everything at once, so that's why you have to focus on your initial, or your two initial portfolios, establish a strong foundation, and then pursue those things when the time's right. Very true, very true. So, so we have a lot of listeners, and some of them may be thinking, well, they're, well, I want to invest. But are there any type of investors that you're looking for? Is there anybody specific that, let's say, they came on board today, they, they heard this tomorrow, um, and they can help you out? So what, what is your investor prospects kind of looking like? Well, the, the type of investors that I'm looking for, um, you know, I'm looking for people that believe, first and foremost, in um, our, our plan. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, they look at what we... They look at what we're doing to say it makes sense. Um, I'm looking for investors that see opportunities in the health category, that see the potential of of our portfolio and say and, and to say to themselves, man, you know, this this could potentially be something um, big. And I'm looking for diverse investors, investors of varying backgrounds. Um, uh, you know, male and female. Okay. You know, if you look at my advisors, I have great advisors from all different backgrounds that um, that just bring a different approach in their mindset. Every single one of them, and every investor has something to add, right? So if if um, if there's an, if you're listening and you believe that 
you know, you can help get this company to the next level, that you have relationships. Um, let, let me give you a great example. A friend called me and she was like, yeah, I want to connect you with some of my hotel contacts. Right. Um, she manages a couple hotel chains. When you, when she's like, when your water portfolio comes up, I'll set up a meeting with one of the buyers. We'll, um, we'll get you in the room and we can get this out to, you know, 20 or 30 hotels in the region. I'm like, perfect. That, that, that's someone that's made literally a $250 investment. That's what she could afford. Right. But she's going to, she's going to drive over a hundred thousand dollars worth of value. Right. Wow. <laughs> that, like that, that's, that's the difference. Um, and that's the perfect example of the type of investors I'm looking for. Good type of leverage. Uh, so I had a ready question. So with, with that being said, are you, cause you mentioned the, the hotels, are you looking toward convenience stores or anything like that? Or is that something that, because your primary focus that you've done thus far has been with the, the events, uh, things of that nature, but, is that on the right now or is that part of your strategy later on to get into like some of the vendors and mom and pop stores and stuff? Yeah. When the reclosable can, it'll launch later this year, um, probably around midsummer, early summer. Okay. Again, everything, everything's contingent on how quickly, how quickly we close the round. Right. The reclosable can strategy is for, uh, convenience stores. Um, so, you know, when you think about the thousands of bodegas, the seven letters all across the country, it's a very convenient option that, um, uh, ships easily. It's, you know, cans are already dominant in those spaces. It's very easy to get space. So, um, that, that's our primary focus with the reclosable can. When I was speaking about hotels, you know, it's, it's more so about our premium water portfolio. So right. you'll see okay. it in hotels, you'll see it in restaurants. But you'll also see it in the whole food world. And that's our goal. Mm. You know, before the end of this year, you go into these premium grocers, you know, you'll see your boss, you'll see your smart water, and then you'll see our bottle there. <laughs> you know? So um, that that those are the things that that we're gonna do. And my team already has a lot of those relationships. They already manage business for big beverage companies, for distributors, uh, for these large retailers. So we already have a lot of great relationships. But I'll always accept more. <laughs> hey, hey, there you go. This is Crystal Stone of the Stone Truth Podcast. When I'm not talking Dallas Cowboys football, I'm tuned in to the One Recourse Podcast, your number one source for business entertainment. So, and now with your, your team that you manage, um, how do you actually manage them? You know, to be successful, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there and you have so much going on. What is kind of your management process? How do you manage your team? Of investors. Oh man! <laughs> well, you're talking about of, of, of employees, right? Yeah. Well, um, like as employees, because you know you have you have your investors, you know, or your your team that you kind of work yep. with. But with everything that you have going on and the growth that you're doing, how do you personally manage that? I mean, do you are there any tools that you utilize? Are you just like an excellent manager? How does that all work out? Um, yeah, I, 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 not to, not to sound self-serving, I, I, I like to think that um, after having over 15 plus years of management experience, yeah, you know, at one point, at one point um, at Red Bull, even when I was much younger, I had close to a hundred part-time employees reporting to me when I was much younger. Okay, um, and you know, when I started managing much larger territories with full-time employees, um, you know, you just get better at. Um, uh, really managing those people and their growth trajectories, the things that they want to accomplish. Um, so I, I, I think it's something that comes with experience. And right. um, like a, a good example, um, when I was 16, you know, I grew up in Philadelphia. I, I was a, I, I worked at McDonald's, and within three months of working at McDonald's, they promoted me to supervisor. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a gentleman that worked there and I think he was in his mid forties and, um, essentially I was over him. Right. I was on top of him. You know, I was the superior at the time and, um, he didn't like that, you know, <laughs> and I, I can, I can tell that he didn't like it and it, it made for some very interesting work conditions, yeah. but I'm thankful for that experience because it allowed me to have the confidence to work with people that are in Asia. Um, and, um, you know, it, it, it's taught me a level of humility, but then also it's taught me how someone else might feel, um, when 
you know, when you're working with them, because oftentimes we don't put ourselves in other people's shoes as managers, right? Right. Um, so I, I think that's the tough part that a lot of people have to learn. But on, on a professional level, um, you have to have you have to have that vision and you have to have that leadership. And I think I believe everyone can be successful. But it's up to everyone to define what success looks like in their life, right? And not enough of us do a self-reflection. We not enough of us say, what does success look like for me and what role can I play in, in achieving that success? And the reason I say that is because I have a, I have a lot of people that are going to be number two, number 10, number 15 in my company, right? Mm-hmm. Not everyone can be number one. And you have to be comfortable with that in your life because I know people that are number 700 at Google that are millionaires. Right. Right? You know? And you can still be successful being, you know, supporting at number five and number 10 level and be and have a, in, in, uh, a, a very happy and fruitful life. And I think that the employees, my employees, they look at the vision, they look at everything that we're doing, they see the total roadmap, they understand the strategy, and they believe, right? And I, I think everyone understands the role that they need to play in the organization, and I'm, I'm just very thankful to have such a, a supportive network of people that just believe, and they're like, let's do this. Nice, nice. So we we've talked a little bit about the the investing. So we have some investors, and you know they may believe in it, but we all want to know well, what's in it for me, right? So mm-hmm. for yeah. investors who are kind of listening in, why would you tell them they should invest? You know, what's the return for the investment for them? Oh, absolutely. So I, I look at it. Um, I look at it in three different ways, right? You have your short term, your long term, your durability. So your short term is, you know, we start moving into profitability. We start paying back dividends to investors. So you start making payments. Um, you start receiving um, uh, some money back uh, as the company turns profitable, right? Long term, um, long term, a lot of these big companies acquire brands. So, for instance. Uh, vitamin water was purchased by Coca-Cola for over $4 billion, right? And then um, Bi, are you familiar with the drink Bi? That came yeah, out, yeah, that um, was a BAI yeah. or something like that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I see the guy they, on Shark Tank too. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were purchased recently by Dr. Pepper Snapple Group for I think uh, $1.7 billion, I believe it was. Wow. Right? So when you, when you speak about, well, what's in it for me? And, and of course, investors want to make money. You know, imagine if you were one of those people, one of those early investors um, in buy or um, in vitamin water, what your return would have been. Right? 14x, 20x return. It's unheard of. People won't talk about that in food and beverage because it's not as sexy as tech. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, yes, yes. But but the but, but the money's there. And mm-hmm. when you look, when I when I just look from a very like practical standpoint, that our population is going up, right? Every day people are being born, and everyone needs to eat and drink. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the 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 supply and the demand is there. You know, it's just whether or not you want to be a part of it right now. And that's, that's essentially what I say to people. And the last point in regards to what's your return on investment, I like to talk about durability, right? Mm-hmm. So durability and, and, and Peter Thiel, he's a renowned investor in Silicon Valley. He talks about durability as, a, as the ability for a company to reach their long-term goals, right? So you listen to me, you can say, Oscar, I like your plan. I understand how your company is laid out. I, I see the team that you have. Um, all of those things add to the durability of the company. But it's really hard to measure durability, right? right. So, because um, any you can have a young guy with a great tech idea, but he has no business management experience. He has no leadership experience. He has no fiscal responsibility experience. And then you wonder why the company dies two years later, right? So durability is our ability to achieve our long-term goals so that one day, you know, a, a Coca-Cola or a Pepsi of the world may come along and say, you know what, we like this, we want to buy this product new. 
you know, but that takes years to get there. And is that playing into uh, your your end game and exit strategy right there? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I, I I find the end game exit strategy question um, funny because my end game <laughs> yeah my end game strategy is to build a business right it's to, it's to build a successful business that can support itself right and if I'm able to do that that means I'm going to create a variety of products across the entire portfolio um, that and we may even move it you know who knows in 20 years we may even start to offer food products become a a, a food and beverage company but for right now we're just a total beverage company so my end game is to build a solid beverage business and I believe I have a solid framework to do that Um, now in the process of building that if you know we sell off one or two of our items for a couple hundred million dollars I'm not going to be upset about that. <laughs> neither, neither would any of the investors. <laughs> yeah. like, hey, listen, that was a nice little uh, quarterly bonus we just got. We got anything else we could knock off the shelf and sell out? Yeah, I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> the Empowerment Institute, your online management course for your personal business or brand to help you bring clarity, direction, and instruction to your goals, dreams, and desires. Having challenges with your sales process? Want to get a tighter grip on your business plan? Want to advance your financial position? Well, look no further. Enroll into the monthly subscription of the Empowerment Institute, where y'all have access to a host of modules, lectures, uh, resources, and additional support that's going to help you bring clarity and continuity to your operation. Not only that, but you'll also have access to a number of professional entrepreneurs who are taking a course similar to you, where you have an opportunity to promote and develop what you do. So, for more information, go to www.empowermentinstitute.teachable.com and you'll be able to get more information and details regarding the course and how you can get access to it. The Empowerment Institute, helping you solve one problem at a time while you're getting clarity, direction, and instruction to your goals, dreams, and desires. No, that, that's, that's really cool, uh, you know, because sometimes... You know, just me personally, I've like heard stories and, you know, there's companies you invest in them and then, you know, the owner or the founder, like they sell out and it's like, boom, and it's gone. And sometimes when yeah. you get to the investment game, whether it's short term or long term, if you know that there's some substance to the company and you really understand like, hey, you know what? I may have put in this money for a short term investment because usually you got the money you can invest. In. That's what you're getting into. But the potential of the company saying, hey, listen, we're trying to be a substance, a substantial part of the industry with where in it makes more sense. You know, like let's say anybody who yep. let's just say uh, one of those digital companies, you know, quote unquote Facebook. Right. And like, oh, yeah, I'll give you a couple of dollars and stuff. But it's the sustainability and it's long term. It was like, wow, that was a better investment than I thought. So for a company to, you know, your answer was I think was amazing because it's like, hey, if I'm going to invest, why not invest with a company that's planning on being a juggernaut in the industry? And at least I know short term it's going to be successful, but on the long term, it's a really great value proposition for me. So I appreciate, I appreciate, I appreciate hearing that. And one, one last point is, you know, we just completed, we just completed our, our first year technically in the market. Um, and I, I say that because it, it took over five years of R&D right. um, to get to where we are right now. So, you know, you may have an investor. No one, no one re- I just say that people don't really see your vision until they, until they look through it in rearview mirrors, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, I'm looking for that investor that says, these guys are going to their second year. Um, let me support him now. Let, right. let, me, let me give him a chance. You know, let me give him the tools that he needs to get to year three, to year four, to year five. Because you can go online. I looked at, um, you know, some of Buy's um, investment rounds. You know, they're raising money every year for like seven years. Right. You know, and uh, and sometimes two or three times in one year. You know, and it's just, it, it, that's the reality. No one sees that. You yeah. know, all, all they hear is, all they hear is, oh, they were sold out for $1.7 billion, but it took seven, eight plus years for them to get there. I'm right. going to year two. You know, <laughs> help me get to year three. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, understood, so, man. Understood. Yeah. You know, 
So you definitely have been giving some really good information, you know, about your company, the moves you've been making, and you know, just leading the way, uh, you know, for the goals that you set forward for Ivy. So on the podcast, you know, the diary of the entrepreneur. A lot of times we have established business owners, and we also have some startup business owners. And thus far, you know, even though you're still growing. Is there any tips maybe you could give to some of the business owners who are just starting out and are venturing to get into any industry? You know, what would be some tips you have for them? Oh man, where do I start? Uh, <laughs> let, let it unload. Hey, let's blow them away. <laughs> so, 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 some some quick tips is um, get a great uh, get a great set of advisors. You know, all my advisors are very different aspects of our business. They're very specialized in what they do. And when, when I have a problem, they're going to knock down those doors for me. And um, that's the value of, of, of getting an advisor. Um, the second thing is, if you're going to get into any particular field, surround yourself with the people that are already doing that in that field. You know, I, I, I find that the thing that will oftentimes bring down people the quickest is arrogance. Okay. And um, it, I'm, a, I'm a very confident person. That's only become, that's only after years of weathering multiple, you know, multiple storms and, and, and paying my dues. But don't be mistaken, I'm the first one to say I don't know something. I'm the first one to say, can you please help me? You know, I'm the first one to say, I'm going to attend this conference and probably hang out with someone that's 10 years my junior in order to learn from that person. And arrogance to think that you come to the table and you know it all. Arrogance to think that you don't need help. Arrogance to think that you have it all figured out would be your undoing, right? And it's so funny because this past week, um, I uh, was getting caught up on... Um, uh, on some digital strategy, things that um, you know, I need to take the time to learn, etc. Some new stuff, and I, I say to myself, "Wow, there's just so much out there that I don't know, right?" And it's only making me better at my business. And I read an article recently that says that your value, your currency, is based on how fast you can learn, right? And um, uh, yeah, that, that would be a tip that I'd say to any entrepreneurs is come with a level of humility um, and surround yourself with great people. But maybe I can, maybe I can, I can recommend a few books. Yeah. Um, talk about, you it. know, um, so I, 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 I want to recommend three books that I read uh, in the past few months that I thought were really amazing. And I think that will suit every single different person that's listening on the call right now. So the first one is the five second rule by Mel Robbins. And it really teaches people that um, we live our life based on hesitation. And a lot of times when we want to do things, we hesitate and we get in our own way. And she teaches a really great technique to be able to move um, your mind out of the way and just jump right into getting something done. So five-second rule, if you feel like you're struggling to do anything in your life and just like whatever it is, just get up and, you know, just do it. Um, the second one I want to recommend is Black Privilege by Charlemagne the God. Okay. Um, but he, he, yeah, it was amazing read. But one the thing that he, he talked about his life, his upbringing, his trials and tribulations. But what I love most about the book was that we oftentimes forget about how great we are. And, um, it, you know, you, you let... Uh, media dictate your work you let other people dictate your work and you forget that you're a wonderful person and um, you know you have so much power and so much strength and he really reinforces that in the book and I was just it was it was just one of those unexpected reads that fell into my lap and I was like man this was an amazing book um, the, the third one I want to recommend to someone that's listening is Man's Search for Meaning it's by Viktor Frankl um, F-R-A-N-K-L. So he was, um, he survived the Holocaust, um, a Jewish man uh, that uh, I believe studied behavioral psychology and um, just psychology in general. But 
you know, we talk about these days and age where people are going through mental trauma, right? Where you talk about depression, you talk about your inability to feel happy. This is a book that I, when I read it, I was like, man, I have nothing to complain about. But he also, he also paints it in a way where you can look in, inside yourself and find meaning and find happiness and be able to pretty much like self-help yourself in a way. Wow. Um, so yeah, I, I loved it. And then my, my last one is a business book. Um, it's called Lean Startup by Eric Rice, R-E-I-S. And the, 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 what I loved about this book is that it allows you to test um, your assumptions very quickly so that you can find the thing that's going to work. Because if you're getting into business, you're saying, I want to create X and I want to sell it to consumers. But you assume that consumers want your product, right? How do you validate that your consumers even want your product? And how can you change that validation as quickly as possible so that you can be more successful in your business, right? And this is a book I wish I read when I was 15, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, so if you're a serious business owner out there, if you're, if you, if you even own your company or think about starting a company, there's one book on this list I think you should read is Lean Startup. And if you understand it, you'll be that much, you'll be that much more successful at everything you do when it comes to business. Absolutely. The Empowerment Institute, your online management course for your personal business or brand to help you bring clarity, direction, and instruction to your goals, dreams, and desires. Having challenges with your sales process? Want to get a tighter grip on your business plan? Want to advance your financial position? Well, look no further. Enroll into the monthly subscription of the Empowerment Institute where you'll have access to a host of modules, lectures, uh, resources, and additional support that's going to help you bring clarity and continuity to your operation. Not only that, but you'll also have access to a number of professional entrepreneurs who are taking a course similar to you where you have an opportunity to promote and develop what you do. So for more information, go to www.empowermentinstitute.teachable.com and you'll be able to get more information and details regarding the course and how you can get access to it. The Empowerment Institute, helping you solve one problem at a time while you're getting clarity, direction, and instruction to your goals, dreams, and desires. Man, you... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Listen, you're on fire, man. No, it, Don't it, let it, me stop you. Well, <laughs> well that, 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 but I, I took, when we were developing my product, I took Eric's um, thought process and applied to it. You know, going into grocery stores with our bottle, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Talking to consumers, you know, what would they, what do they like? What, you know, and actually showing to them and asking them, would you buy this? You know, is this something that you would want? And they're like, absolutely, I love it. These are these are people that don't know me from anyone. You know, they think I work for a research firm. <laughs> and, and hundreds of people that are just like, man, this is beautiful. And um, and I received enough validation through the two through the two years of R and D to make me feel comfortable saying that this product is finally ready. Right? I feel confident that when this product can hold foods now, it's going to sell itself. You know. So, um, but that's what Eric goes taught me. Wow, man. Everybody listening, you need to go out and get that book. You know, actually, I recommend you get all of them because even when you pick them up, you learn something. <laughs> you know, you learn, hey, you might even learn that you don't like it, but I, I've actually read two of them personally. I've read The Lean Startup and I've actually, uh, The Five Second Rule by Mel. So, you know, definitely valid about those books. Those are amazing. And I might have to take a look at the other, the other ones you mentioned. Now, Oscar, I'm going to call you Oscar because I feel like I'm getting to know you, man. I feel like we're really close. (laughs) You're like my homeboy, my brother from another mother. Uh, What I want to talk to you about is we all got to get to where we're going by making some mistakes. So are there any mistakes that you could say you've learned from that help you be better, you know, a better person or better at business? Yeah, um... 
man, it's like trying to pick out a particular mistake is like trying to relive the past and I'd let go. Let me start off by saying that. You know, I think that uh, one of the mistakes that we often hold on to is just holding on to things. Okay. okay. And um, it's being able to forgive yourself for those things. You know, like I've been in business for a long time. I'm not going to act like I've done everything right. I'm not going to act like, um, you know, I made every decision correctly, but I owned up to those decisions. But one of the things I say to my employees is I value honesty. So I would much rather you say that something is not going right. Um, and it's not about necessarily accountability, but it's more so about how do we fix it as quickly as possible, right? right? And that's, that's, the, that's, that's the, the attitude that I bring to the table myself. When I, I know I messed up, you'll have some managers that say, they'll, they'll pass it off, you know, they'll pass on the buck. But I'm the first one to say, I messed up. This is what I learned. How can we fix it? And then how do we not repeat as an organization? Right? And um, I, I think, yeah, if you're able to learn from those things and move past those things, you, you'll be a better person. Um, but yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, listen, listen. You, you know what? You, that was like a really great answer because the reason why is just like, you know, one of the mistakes most people do is they live in the past, right? Yeah. And, you know, when, when I say that or, you know, when I ask the question, like, oh, how can you learn from mistakes? You know, some people are like, hey, I walk out the street, I bump my toe, and I know not to go that way anymore. Very literal. You, you get it. You don't do that anymore. But the way you had delivered that message in regards to living in the past is a mistake within itself. and You can only move forward. You know, that was great, man. So, listen, we're, we're getting close to, unfortunately, the end. But I wanted to know, what are your final thoughts? What, what do you want to share your your uh your let's let's hear it. What's what's your last thoughts? Um, you know, my final thoughts is I, I if anyone that's listening, I just appreciate your time. You know, I, I understand that we live in times where some people have it and some people don't. And that's okay because, you know, some people they can support and become investors and other people they can support and connect. And one of the things that I've learned is that if I can help someone if I have the opportunity to help someone, I put so many people in jobs this past year just off of one phone call, right? Um, and it's a little thing that I did that can have enormous value for someone else. So, you know, if, if you can't invest, that's completely fine. I just appreciate your support. I appreciate your prayers. Um, but if, if you are serious about looking at my company, um, again, the website is wefunders.com backslash invest. Take a look at our plan, take a look at the people, you know, and, and, and make an educated decision because um, we're going to accomplish everything in our plan. You know, we, we're going to do it. That, that, there's no hesitation there. Uh, we didn't come this far not to do it, and I would rather do it with you than do it without you, you know? Well, that was a very powerful final thought excellent call to action and i think after everything you have really laid out for our listeners for myself um you know i, I think it's going to be an amazing interview that will not only play when it plays but it will continue to play because it will inspire people who may hear about it when you meet your mark or they may hear about it next year but as long as it'll keep people interactive and following your brand you know and following the growth because this was the story where it's being told which is part of the diary of an entrepreneur so hopefully we'll be able to have you come back as a recurring guest so we can get updates about the progress of where ivy is gone and where it is going so Mr. yeah you, you can actually yeah. follow you can yes. follow you can follow the journey in real time too um across everything instagram facebook it's oscar chow 07 okay so uh i, I try to be active in the world of living so right. you know you gotta keep yeah i keep people engaged in the journey so oscar chow 07 instagram facebook etc see and you kept it consistent so oscar chow 07 right that's correct. All right. So, everybody, make sure you write that down. We'll also make sure to have that in our show notes, along with a lot of other information that uh, Oscar provided for us. So, Oscar, I do want to sincerely thank you for being a part of Diary of the Entrepreneur segment. And we will do the best we can to help spread the word so you can reach your goals for your next round of funding. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. 
All right. Well, I hope you got a lot of great information uh, that was shared from that that uh, amazing conversation with Dennis Buchanan, CEO of One Recourse, and Oscar Chow of the Enclave uh, Beverage Group. So whether you saw opportunity for yourself as far as investing into that particular company and, you know, learning how to be in front of a trend, because clearly there's a, a, an amazing trend in front of uh, getting partnering with this company in the food and beverage industry. Or if you saw opportunity as far as learning, you know, some strategies on, you know, what it's like to raise capital, what it's like to um have people believe in a product or an idea and how to go along that journey with managing people while you're managing a concept, intellectual property, you know, something of, of value. So we hope that this was, uh, you know, helpful for you. We hope you got a lot out of it. And of course, you know, we just would ask you to stay tuned because here on the uh, Mr. J back is live platform, uh, you know, uh, on anchor, soon to be on YouTube, on LinkedIn, Facebook, where, you know, wherever my voice is heard, um, you know, we just trying to bring you good information that's going to bring you value to help you to managing, you know, what it is that you're doing in this world, making you, helping you to make your mark. So if any time, if you're interested in coming on uh, a Mitchell J live uh, segment, you know, feel free to hit me up on Instagram at Mitchell J Backus. Um, We'll soon have some scheduling features where you could just automatically schedule some uh, a moment to come on any of the platforms that I speak on, and uh, we can go from there. So thank you so much for tuning in. Look forward to <clears throat> still having you a part of, um, you know, listening and, and tuning into what we got going on here, and possibly having you come on as a live guest. See you soon. And enjoy your day.